0: Born and raised in the motherland Chasing the better life Story of an immigrant Concrete Pastures. Concrete Pastures Concrete Pastures Hello everyone, welcome back to Concrete Pastures My name is Nancy Mulemoisisi I am so excited to be here today. I can't wait to dive into today's episode. And um, as you know, Concrete Pastures is our platform as immigrants, as dreamers. This is our platform for us to share our stories, our experiences from wherever part of the world you are. This is our community, guys. And before that person, that somebody dreaming of going somewhere, before they pack up that suitcase, be the one to inspire them. Be the one that shares the challenges that they might face in the future so they don't repeat or make the same mistakes that we did. Be the one that inspires them. And if you're interested in being part of the podcast, being part of the show, Please feel free to reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram and I promise I'll get back to you. This is our platform and we have a responsibility to deliver to our community. So please, let's make sure we deliver. And if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, take out your phones right now. And subscribe you do not want to miss the next episodes coming up so on today's episode I wanted to take you back on um, one of my chapters we all experience life in different seasons we all experience life in different chapters in different phases whatever you call it but on mine I want to take you back on one of my chapters So you can get to know me a little bit more. So I was born and raised in Zambia. And uh, I grew up uh, very rural. And uh, my sisters and I were partially raised by my grandmother while my mother was building a life for us in the city in Lusaka. My mom is a businesswoman. And at the time... Her business entailed for her to travel to other countries where she was buying goods to supply to wholesalers in the city. If you've ever seen the movie Queen of Cartway, it will give you some insight into the way we lived. My grandmother lived in a place that kind of looked like that in Mongo. Mongo is found in the western province of Zambia. And just to paint a picture for you, my grandmother's house was made out of mixed mud and clay. The roofing was okay. During the rainy season, we had to put buckets around just so we don't get rained in. The house had two rooms. One was a bedroom and one was the living room. The living room turned into a bedroom for me and my sisters at night and then outside we had a small hut that was made out of grass. That was our kitchen and at night that also uh, was converted into a bedroom for my grandmother's sons. The other side of the property or the house, we had a toilet tree that we moved around the property as it got full. We didn't have to worry about the poly count. We used whatever we could find. Uh, most of the times, the newspapers was the way to go. During my time at my grandmother, I I remember I used to be uh, in my mind a lot. I lived in my mind. I had I was daydreaming almost all the time. I mean, we didn't have any toys. We didn't have television. So my mind was my escape. I think I adopted that and because I still do it even today if I'm going through something or um, whatever it is I jump into my brain and I can live there honestly Um, by myself it's it's something that works for me. Um, My grandmother didn't have much. My sisters and I basically we slept on the floor and we ate a lot of dry fish. Oh my God, that's mostly what my grandmother could afford, and I hated it at the time. When we had meat or chicken, (laughs) that was a good time. I was well-behaved. I was, those were the good days, whenever we would have have meat or chicken. Uh, My grandmother managed to put food on the table for us. And for us, actually, in our case, it was the floor. She used to wake up at five in the morning to go buy milk at the deli and she would sell the milk at the market. By 11 in the morning, she was, she was done. She would come home and she would make uh, fried dough. We call them fritters. Oof, one of my favorite things to eat. It would help her sell that as well. When my mom actually made it, she bought a house for my ma- for, for my grandmother. And uh, my grandmother's house had electricity. It had uh, a shower, a flushing toilet, and she had a tap of running water. I mentioned these things to emphasize that this was the first time my grandmother had experienced this. she I don't know how old my grandmother was at the time, and I still don't know how old she is. Don't ask me. To now, but it was a proud moment for me to see my mom do this for my grandmother. It was a very selfless act, in my opinion, because after I've seen my mom start from nothing, which was she used to sell tomatoes at the market and she upgraded tomatoes, vegetables, some dry fish. She used to sell, like, the small carpenter uh, dry fish. She graduated to get to selling plastic containers, plastic plates, cups, and she eventually found her way to the city uh, in Lusaka, I guess, to be with the big bowlers, where she was able to travel outside the country and supplying goods to wholesalers. And then to get to this point where she was able to buy a home for her mother, it was um, it was amazing to see. I was proud of my mom, and it was a teachable moment for me on how to take care of your parents. I still carry it with me to date. Once my mom was ready, um, she took me and my sisters, and at the time, I was going uh, to seventh grade. But still, my mom was traveling outside the country, and at this point, once she took, took us to live with her, she decided to put us in boarding school. Instead of us being at home with the, the housekeepers, it was better for us to be in boarding school. For me, my boarding school of choice for my mom was refugee school. Hello, my refugee people. And I had a great time. I was there for five years. I had the best time. I very grateful for the experience that I was afforded because played a small part but vital into the woman that I am today. I learned how to be independent, I learned how to take care of myself, and it influenced me in a way that it helped me to find the confidence to leave my country because of the independence aspect of it. After graduating in 2000, I found myself not doing much with my life. I was trying to figure it out as to what I was going to do next. I found myself just being under my mom's wing, I guess, doing running errands here and there, but it was not much of anything. But my mom noticed and she asked me the golden question, um, Mulemo, what are you going to do with your life? What do you want to do with your life? Um, I told her I wanted to go to America. And that's when my dream of coming to America was born. 2001 came. Two days after 9-11, I got my visa. I was excited. I was planning all kinds of things. But one month after I got my visa, my mom fell ill. This was the most depressing, I think, time of my life. It's very... I don't even know how to explain it, the feeling that I was feeling at the time. When your parent is sick and you only have one parent. My father passed away in 1998. I only have one parent. And each time, if your parent, I'm sure other people can relate to this, if your parents get sick and they get really sick, you start to get worried. And the fear always goes to, this is my parents going to die. And that's how I was feeling because me being the first born, everything fell on me. And her business responsibilities right away fell on me. And I was the only one that my mom could trust at the time. I, I took responsibility. I took over her business the best way I could. And my first I guess job that I was I was told to do what I was that I was asked to do by my mom was traveling to Johannesburg, South Africa, to buy goods for her wholesalers because business still got to go on, sick or not. Uh, South Africa was amazing. Being the dreamer that I am, I was fantasizing already uh, for the life for myself in Johannesburg if the American thing didn't work out for me. I went a few more times while my mom was sick until she was able to take over her business. When 2002 came around, I was it was time for me to start my new chapter in my life. It was time for me to start in it alone. There is nothing harder than starting a new life. I am so grateful for my once upon a time. I am who I am today because it is it made me the woman that I am today. I it keeps me humble, coming from humble beginnings. And um, I believe and I I know that my mom and my grandmother had showed me and have laid a good foundation in me. They showed me what Uh, hard workers they showed me how showing up looks like and still today I still imagine myself as that poor girl the poor little girl that's where my drive comes from that's where my motivation comes from I mean my kids now uh, are part of that but that little girl in me still comes up every time I want to give up on something The little girl comes up as you have a responsibility to yourself, to your family, to your kids now. And just because you start from humble beginnings, it doesn't have to stay that way. Show up for yourself every single day. Alright dreamers, until next time, um, here is an African proverb. If you think you are too small to make a difference... You haven't spent a night with a mosquito. If you think your story is too small to inspire someone, think again. Thank you again for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. Share it with your family and friends. Tag me on your social media i have facebook i have instagram whichever one that you use i would also love to hear from you leave me a review and if there's a topic you have in mind that you'd love for me to cover let me know as well look out for new episodes every week on mondays and i truly appreciate you being part of the community and supporting the community until next time keep dreaming Born in-